On today's episode, we recap the Iowa caucus election that kicked off the presidential race for the Republican Party, and we're going to wrap up and talk about the wild card weekend. This is Next with Let's get it. Welcome, 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 everyone, to episode 2.5 of Next with Lex. I am your host, Alexis Luthor, and I read the news so you don't have to. I call this episode 2.5 because I completely already recorded this entire episode, episode two. And then after four, when going through everything, I went in, I went to edit, and I hit the play button, and my intro music hit, uh, and then I just see my lips moving. And I recorded a 22-minute episode of just lips moving because I had the wrong microphone on my computer. So good for me. Good for me, everybody. <laughs> fucking genius over here. It's me. Okay. Right, that's enough clapping. That's enough. That's a really long clap track. Like, that's too long. I don't know. It was just like stock on Riverside here, which is what I use. But that's whatever. Hello, everyone. It is January 16th. We got just two topics to talk about today, two nice topics. And the first one is a pretty big one. It is the results from the Iowa election, the caucus election, the kicking off primary season in Iowa. Donald J. Trump versus the field, which was Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Vivek Ramadushi. Good thing to come out of this race is that Ramadushi is no longer in the race. He gave up. He had 7.7% of the vote coming in fourth place, and he quit. He just threw all of his support behind Donald Trump, uh, all 7.7% of his uh, support is <laughs> now behind Donald Trump. Uh, Vivek is interesting. People are reading uh, – I've read something on Reddit where Vivek was – this is going to be the most expensive uh, jockeying or buying out of a cabinet position in the history of the U.S. government <laughs> of all administrations, because this guy just really wants to grab onto these coattails of Donald Trump and just ride that wave. He's been uh, he's been making love to him since he got into the field. So Vivek, he's gone. Bye. See ya. Like no one, no one liked you anyway. Like, for real. Uh Ron DeSantis coming in second with 21.2% of the vote, which equivalent of 23,420. Yeah, 420. Um, <laughs> I'm a child, uh, for, which is 21% of the vote. You had Ron DeSantis with 21%. You had Nikki Haley with 20%, 19.1. We round up in, in the uh, Sleuther household, which was 21,000 people. So it was actually pretty close between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis for second and third, uh, which is terrifying for Ron. Ron really thought that he was going to like be a close second. And I think there were a lot of people out there that were looking at this as a situation where it's possible that a Nikki Haley or a Ron DeSantis can outperform Donald Trump or even overtake him. Maybe the silent uh, majority, as you will, that would that was against Trump and over Trump and wanted to move the party to move on from Trump. This was not the case. Iowa came out and they said, yo, we love you, Donald J. Trump. 51% of the vote. That is unbelievable. It's not even close. Never has everyone been able to be like, all right, this is going to be the, unless you're an incumbent, like this is going to be the nominee. Like this, this is staggering. This isn't even like when he first ran, like there were some close races. Like this is mind blowing. 
So Trump is going to be the presidential nominee, everybody. So buckle your seatbelts. We're going to have some great comedy, some great news clips. And then we got the Battle of the Geezers. Got old Grandpa Joe and Trump. Like, oh, I'm the best. Everything I do is great. Everyone else, total disaster. And then you got Grandpa Joe. Like, hey, man, you know, my great-grandfather used to tell me, you know, like, hey, here's the deal. You know, vanilla, vanilla ice cream you know, that's my, that's what my daddy told me, you know, come on, man. Grandpa Joe, battle of the geezers. Can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. So I happened to watch after this annihilation, I was like, well, let's, let's see what Trump had to say. And surprisingly, he started off really good. I watched his victory speech. It was about 20 minutes long. It was pretty good. Um, he actually didn't, there was no name calling. There was no blaming. He made faint references over to the current administration and the Biden administration. But there was no attack. There was no attacking judges. There was no reference to the January 6th insurrection. No, no reference to his 91 counts of criminal fuckery anyway. It was pretty wild. Um, and he actually, uh, he sounded presidential, which was super refreshing isn't for an independent to hear. You know, like you hear it like, oh, Donald Trump is, uh, is act- actually sounding kind of presidential. Well, it's true. Let's, let's have a listen. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, what? Uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be wow. so nice to come together and straighten wow. out the war, straighten out the problems, and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important, and I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. Look at that. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. Yeah. Is that not one of the most presidential things you've heard Donald Trump ever say? Like, who's been coaching this guy? That sounded fantastic. That's why I kept pressing the uh, little wow. Wilson in there. Wow. 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 <laughs> Love that shit. That was fucking awesome. So good for, good for Donald Trump actually sounding decent for once. But then it kind of goes downhill from there. So then he gets into, again, he's not attacking anybody. He's not doing anything. But he gets into the problem, what his platform is for this presidential run. And this platform is, <laughs> it's anti-immigration. It's like, hey, fix the border. Like, make America great. Make it about, I'm going to fix Ukraine. I'm going to fix the Middle East. Like, all right, big guy. Um, so then he goes on to start talking about uh Immigration. Now, immigration is a big problem. Uh, the statistics that the government has been releasing, something like the Border Patrol, there's something around uh, 10,000 illegal immigrants entering this country through the Mexican border per day. 10,000 people illegally entering the country per day. This isn't good. You can't have this. You can't have 10,000 illegals coming over. Now, are most of these individuals good people, hardworking people looking for a better life, looking for the American dream? Absolutely. I would even bet that 99.99% of them are. But man, if our enemies aren't like looking at this and saying, hey, uh, I'm thinking like the Houthi rebels, for example, if you want to do some kind of stupid terrorist attack, like that's where you're going to go in from. And so Trump does say, mentions this a little bit. Uh, it is a concern, but this is kind of where he starts kind of like <laughs> going off the deep, going back to like just being like, oh, you sound a presidential and I just kind of sound like an idiot. We have an invasion. We have an invasion, an invasion. of millions and millions of people that are coming into our Millions and millions of people that are coming to the country, everyone. It's 10,000 a day. I mean, I, hold on. Let's pull up a calculator really quick. So if I pull up a calculator and I just want to say, okay, well, there's seven days in a week. We know that. Uh, so that's going to be 70,000 people. Let's times that by 52 weeks in the year. That's 
okay, he's right. Shit. I'm the idiot. Holy shit. That's 3.6 million people. When you put it like that, holy fuck. I'm the idiot now. Millions and millions. He was right. There's millions and millions of illegals coming to the country. That's insanity. 3.6 million people are entering a year. I did that math right. I'm not like, that's just insane. If there's 10,000 a day, seven days in a week, and that's 70,000 people, and I multiply that by just by 52 weeks in the year, that's 3.6 million people that are entering this country illegally. That is a fucking issue. I don't think I've ever even heard that put into those numbers. So when he's saying millions and millions, he's true. He's absolutely accurate on that. Uh, I started off by wanting to make fun of it, but no, that's not hundred percent true. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. It's a very bad thing. Yeah, it's definitely not. I think it's a, a group of people that probably larger in number than New York state. And we can't have that. We can't have that. It's not sustainable as a country. It's horrible. And, you know, they're coming from prisons and jails. They're coming from all over. They're coming from countries that most people have never heard of. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> that's just like your opinion, man. Like, country. yes, these are country coming from countries. Now I'm going to make fun of them because there's, these are coming from countries that people have never heard of before. You know, countries like Ecuador, Honduras, Peru, Colombia. And they're coming from mental institutions and insane asylums. They're being emptied out into our country. Emptied out. They're being just, he's rolling. These people, these South Americans are taking their mental institutions. They are dry, they're carrying them across the border. They're flipping it upside down like a trash can and just dumping out their, their mental patients, according to Trump. That's pretty, that's pretty wild. And they're terrorists. Many terrorists are coming in. You know, in 2019, I saw this just recently on a poll, they had none in 29, no terrorists. Not, now, I even say there's got to be some, but they have none. And then as soon as this group took over, they have hundreds and hundreds of terrorists coming in, known terrorists, some of them really bad. Because there's good ones? <laughs> some of, only some of them are really bad? Fucking terrorists. <laughs> They're all bad. That's not a good thing. If 10,000 people, if 3.6 million people are coming legally into this country, there's, dare I say, oh, I got to get the clip when he says bad hombres. Oh, I'm putting it on a list so I can say bad hombres from that. They have the clip. But the guy, God, like, that's not good. And many of them are in and they came in and nobody knows where they are. This is not a good thing. And we're going to have to deport. We're going to have to have a deportation level that... We haven't seen in this country for a long time since Dwight Eisenhower, actually. Wow. Okay. That's brutal. That's that's a little brutal. That's a little scary. Uh, to mass deportation on the levels that this country has never seen before. That's kind of some some scary rhetoric. Because the reality is, like I said, I believe not. Like I don't have the stats and the data to, to back this up. But let's use our common sense as a common sense podcast for people with common sense. And you can't tell me out of those 3.6 million, all of them are bad people. That's not true. These are people that are looking for a better life, like our grandparents or parents or whatever great grandparents did coming over from Poland and Ireland or wherever they were escaping from at the time. Uh, you know, 
like, these are good people. I mean, these are school teachers. Th- these are things that we need. I, these are police officers. These are firefighters. These are like services, nurses, doctors that want to come over here for a better life because they're, their countries are in shambles down there. So you can't blame them and you can't deport them. Like if you're, look, if you got talent, yeah. But if, God, I got to get the bad hombres clips. I can just keep smashing that button. But if you, if you, if you shouldn't be here, yeah, well, you, you got to leave. But but man, you don't like to hear that. So that's what happened. So that's Donald Trump. So he started off great, ended eh, sounding like a kind of an idiot. Like at least have the knowledge of knowing where all these people are coming from and things like that. Um, so that's a big thing. So big part of the news of the day, Donald Trump is going to be your candidate. He's going to be the guy for the Republican Party. It is going to be Geezer Fest 2024 coming this November. Buckle your seatbelts. It'll be a rock. All right, moving on. Other big news is wildcard weekend. We wrapped it up yesterday with two games on the slate on Monday night. You had the Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Buffalo Bills. This was a game that was delayed due to weather and snow. Uh, It was crazy. As I mentioned yesterday on the podcast, the Buffalo Bills actually hired some people to uh, I think they were paying like $20 an hour. I think I saw on Instagram where people were volunteers going to the stadium and having a good time and they were shoveling the stuff. Uh, the game was great. People were throwing snowballs like at, at celebration and some people were kind of throwing snowballs in the middle of plays, which wasn't cool. I wonder if they're going to kind of review that, but you saw the Buffalo bills absolutely dominate 31, 17. There was some sparks. I think it was like 20 to nothing in the first quarter. You saw some sparks in the Steelers, but the Steelers are trash cans. You know, this is uh, the Sleuther household is a Browns household. And so you can never say anything nice about the Steelers. The best part about probably the whole game, besides all the Steelers crying and whining, was Mike Tomlin in the postgame conference. A reporter asked him about his, he's like, one year left on his contract. Is he going to come back and coach? And he just got up and left. He just left. He's going to determine it. I pray to the football gods that Mike Tomlin does not return because I think Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. He's never had a losing season. I, as a Browns fan, I would murder, I would take another human life to have a coach that can deliver us like 13 straight winning seasons or something like that. Like, come on, people. Like, that's a, man, that dude's a champ. But as a Browns fan, get the hell out of Pittsburgh, go somewhere else. Uh, I don't care. All right. Second game was the Buccaneers versus the Eagles in Tampa, Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, last time the Buccaneers were in the playoffs, Tom Brady was the quarterback. So here's Baker Mayfield coming in uh, and you got to give it to him. Like, look, I previously stated Browns fan. All right. It's kind of bittersweet to see Baker do well, right? As a Browns fan, you're like, ah, why couldn't he do that with, and he had flashes of that with us, you know, like Baker threw for three thirty-seven and three tutties. That's impressive. I mean, especially for Bake. And so the, the Buccaneers going to win 32-9. Again, the, the Eagles got absolutely manhandled. You see um, you see Jason Kelsey announces his retirement. Jason Kelsey, University of Cincinnati grad, go Bearcats. Uh, he is retiring, had an awesome career. Uh, so good luck to him. Yeah, he's a Cleveland boy. So go, go Kelsey. That's awesome. I love it. I would like be cool if he like came home and like maybe did something with community, but he's so, he's so deep into Philadelphia uh, and they love him there as they should. Everyone loves him. So America's those are America's brothers right there. The Kelsey's right. So you saw, so you saw Jason Kelsey retire. You saw Baker Mayfield do absolutely great. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, Baker did, he did awesome. He had some great dimes. Mike Evans missed a couple passes, but, but we set up for the divisional round now. So the teams we have left remaining are the Buccaneers, the Bills, the Lions, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Texans. 
those are your, those are your teams left. That's the magic eight. So we go into the divisional round later on next with Le- next with Lex, I will go ahead and give you like a breakdown of the divisional game. So you know what to talk about, what to do again, this is episode. Well, technically 2.5. Uh, I will go and edit this. I know it's not perfect. I thank you for bearing with me. If you're listening to this, uh, I want to give a shout out to my wife who I'm going to tell, ask you to listen to it. So I'll, this is a little pop quiz for you, honey. I just want to say shout out to you for going to the white house or possibly going to the white house on Monday. I think that's super badass. Can't wait for you to tell me about it and do it. So shout out to my awesome wife. And, uh, I don't have an outro yet. Uh, so I'm going to work on that get that to you hopefully by next week. So we'll have a little exit music as I leave rather than just saying three, two, one and dropping like I'm going to do right now. So thanks for listening. Catch me again, uh, either tomorrow or the next day and, uh, appreciate y'all. All right. Take it easy. Three, two, one deuces.